You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is Pharmacy Crossroads with your host, community pharmacy business veteran, the road trip guy, Bruce Neeland. Community pharmacy is at a crossroads. Pharmacy owners across the country are evolving their pharmacy businesses and making a bigger impact on their communities. Bruce talks with the most innovative community pharmacy owners, pharmacy industry experts, and people who are passionate about the business of pharmacy and its impact on community healthcare. Pharmacy Crossroads is a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. And now, here's our host, Bruce Neeland. Bruce Nealon, what are you doing? What are you up to? I can't believe I get to be on Pharmacy Crossroads today. This is Todd Yuri. So if you don't if you don't know me, I'm the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, but this is Bruce Nealon's show. This is called Pharmacy Crossroads. Hey, Bruce, what's up? Hey, uh, unfortunately, when you say what's up, my weight is up thanks to <laughs> COVID and other uh, f- uh, f- flimsy excuses. But uh, it's great to be with you today. And and I'm really excited because for today's show, we get to introduce the pharmacy world to, uh, she doesn't really need a whole lot of introduction, but to Robin Amberg. Um, Robin, welcome to Pharmacy Crossroads. And for those pharmacists who don't know you or your company, take a minute and tell us who you are. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited and to join today. So thank you for the invitation. Um, so real quick, I am with Tabula Rasa Healthcare. My role is I'm a senior director of business development. I work on our pharmacy um, provider side focusing predominantly with prescribed wellness technology. So many pharmacies are aware of who prescribed wellness is and excited to be a part of our expansion um, under Tabula Rasa. Um, I've worked with them for over eight years now in, in the pharmacy side, and I'm really excited at this opportunity to join you. For As you shared, um, my name is actually Robin Neeland Amberg, and I get the opportunity to be here with you as my father who's been my lead introduction into the pharmacy world. So I come from Natchitoches, Louisiana. For those of you who don't know, we are the town south of Shreveport, but famous for the movie Still Magnolias. And what's fun is I, you know, growing up with Bruce, as Todd, you were sharing with me a little bit about your um, awareness of who he's been in the industry. Um, You know, my dad grew, I grew up with my dad selling drugs. (laughs) Um, you know, and so that was, you know, as a, as a kid, not knowing that this world and people said, well, what does your dad do? I, my natural answer was my dad sells drugs, but they're the legal ones, not, not the bad ones. Um, so, you know, I, I jokingly have shared that I've spent many a family vacation driving through the Midwest, staying at most holodomes that I think existed back then as dad tried to make a family trip out of a pharmacy visit. Um, And and it's been great because I still this day, my biggest lessons are one, generics are as great as brands. Don't you don't have to spend as much money on a brand drug. It's the same thing. And two, you got to take your whole supply of antibiotics. 
Um, so, you know, the, that concept of it, even if you feel better, you got to keep taking your medicine um, from a non-pharmacist. My father taught me that. So anyways. Okay, it, it, it's time to cut this embarrassing thing off. So um, <laughs> those are good lessons, Dad. Those are, those are good lessons. So, uh, Todd, what are we going to try to talk about today? And thank you, Robin. I think it's great. I think that this is um, this is a special episode and it's fun to have you on, Robin, because I've always admired um, uh, Bruce and things that he's done. And as I shared with you before we started recording as a publisher, as a writer, as someone who's so well respected to have him part of our team and in guiding a, a very necessary uh, publication and podcast really dedicated to the world of community pharmacy at a crossroads, literally at a crossroads. So services and technology providers that are doing things to build out the support that community pharmacy needs leads us to today's conversation surrounding um, the services and insights of Tabula Rasa Healthcare. So I want I want you to give our listeners um, you know a good a good overview about what this organization is doing. Yeah, thank you. So um, Tabula Rasa first and foremost is designed to, we're, we're taking a paradigm shift in the pharmacy industry by helping uh, create a new awareness around medication safety and what the pharmacist role can be in impacting that. What I love about that tie-in for today's podcast and with the chance to talk to, to Bruce um, today is marketing this is a key component. Um, this is a true differentiator in the pharmacy world that it can only be delivered by pharmacists. It's a proprietary science-proven clinical decision support software tool. And for pharmacies that adopt this new patient care initiative, they've got something to talk about that's exciting and going to set them up in their community to deliver something that they can't, a patient can't get anywhere else. So I'm excited to kind of learn from Bruce, his tips and experience around what pharmacies can do um, in the marketing world, because for Tabula Rasa, we're engaging our pharmacists to try to educate patients on this and marketing is going to be a key driver of that. So thank you. And, and that's a good place for me to jump in because that is the foundation when we when we use the word marketing, people too often think complicated and expensive. And um, the but but when you ask the typical pharmacy owner what his best method of advertising is, you'll universally hear word of mouth advertising. And you know, with your with your Medwise program at Tabula Rasa and your your philosophy about helping people uh, take medication appropriately, uh, which means effectively and safely, uh, you know, that's that's an area that comes back to person to person communication, and um, you know the the notion of marketing, uh, you know, it spans from the a conversation at the counter all the way up to what a pharmacy may do be doing with radio tv advertising or you know social media advertising but for for the next several minutes i want to concentrate a little bit on this word of mouth piece and uh the first thing to say is unfortunately most of the comments that people leave a pharmacy prepared to share with their neighbors fall onto the negative side of what happened in the pharmacy 
Um, you know, it, it, it's just human nature. We talk about the unusual, and uh, it's unfortunate that most of the unusual things that happen to us are, are clearly negative. Um, so in a pharmacy, uh, if a person walks in and presents you with their prescription and the receptionist or the clerk takes it and says, that's great, that'll be 15 minutes, do you want to wait? Uh, and you say yes, and you wait 15 minutes and they bring you your prescription and they charge you your five or your $10 copay and they ask if you have any questions and you say, no, that's fine, and you leave. That's a perfect scenario in the pharmacy, but it's routine and it's not worth talking about. It's what so the patient expects, probably. It's, it's what the patient expects. Um, so how do you do something so remarkable that somebody's going to run home and tell their neighbor? Well, most of the things that happen is you're going to come back out and tell the patient, gee, I'm sorry, I've got a problem with your insurance company. They don't want to approve this med or, hey, I've only got three tablets left. Can I give it to you now? And you come back tomorrow and get the rest. You know, those are the things that happen every day in every pharmacy. Um, you know, it you're you're scrambling around and the thing got lost in the will misfiled in the will call bin so you have to call three people over and you all scramble find the will call bin that's you know that's not an impressive thing for somebody to see so but that's the real world so i mean what i want to spend a few minutes talking about today is some things you can do to take and make sure that people have positive things to say about your pharmacy um and, and I guess the place to start is when a person walks into the pharmacy for the first time. Um, I, I had a wonderful conversation with your friend, uh, Michael Palmer of Hometown Pharmacy in, in Missouri a, a few months ago and, and actually wrote, wrote a blog on him. Here's a company, I think they've got three retail locations and a long-term care facility. Um, they, um, you know they have a a very a very formalized program for what to do when they have a new patient walk into the pharmacy. It starts with a pleasant greeting. It starts with asking, "Are you a new patient?" the The clerk then makes a concerted effort to not hand the person a clipboard and say, "Fill this out," but to actually hold the clipboard and have a conversation with the person in order to gather the information that is needed. Uh, they try to make a, an attempt to get the prescription started and then come back and fill out some of the information. The prescription then gets processed. The pharmacy manager, the pick, the pharmacist in charge, uh, makes a concerted effort to come out front with the prescription and chat with the patient about what's going on, et cetera, then goes back and completes the transaction. Uh, and then they have a conversation where they talk a little bit about the pharmacy and the special services they have. They have a brochure that they give the patient. Uh, they process the prescription, thank them for coming and send them on their way. Then that information goes into a bin and they get a personal handwritten thank you note that goes out a few days later. The pharmacist in charge 
makes a personal phone call to that person a few days later. And that's the type of thing that causes a person to say, hey, this is a special pharmacy and I'll share information about it with my friends and neighbors. In the mailing envelope, they provide them with a certificate that they can give to a friend or neighbor that allows the friend or neighbor to come into the pharmacy and receive a gift um, just for coming in. So it's a whole package that is wound together that is impressive and it generates positive word of mouth. Have you seen anything like that anywhere else, Robin? Um, not to that extent. And um, that's a great, I mean, Michael Palmer coming from a business side, I know that that is um, an impressive approach to his business. So no, I, lo I love that. And where my mind was going too is, and stop me if I'm going down a wrong path, but not only word of mouth, but I do feel like it's also an opportunity for the pharmacy to turn that into um, their own examples that they can post through social media, right? So oh. I, I, I look at that as, you know, one of the things I do see a lot of is not a lot of um, proactive social media outposts from our from our pharmacy community and yeah. a lot of times I think it's because they don't know what to say I struggle with that but when you can sit there and turn it into for example an exciting blog that says or a post that says you know hey excited that we got a new patient today and maybe it was a referral thank you to one of our you know loyal patients for bringing them in um maybe that patient would pose for a picture who knows but right. i just look at that as they they can turn that into a way that is um gives them something to talk about in the community it's touching more people and uh it's showing what they're doing that's different well and and you know the the, the word that you remind me that I want to use is if you want people to remark about your pharmacy, you need to do something in your pharmacy that is remarkable. And, um, you know, so that's one avenue that we've gone sure. through the new, the new patient, the, the, the piece where you can, you can turn the numbers upside down is, and, and it's a classic thing in sales training. They tell you that the way you handle a problem mm -hmm. typically sets the stage for people's impression about you more than the problem that they have. And so let's go back and identify some of the problems that you have with a patient. Short fills, out of stock, a problem with uh, insurance companies, a, a problem with the actual medication that you don't understand what the doctor was trying to do. So you get hung up trying to communicate with the physician and, you know, maybe needing to make a suggestion for an alternate, alternate uh, 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 drug. Those things all happen. Um, and there are opportunities to talk about, talk about it. So here's an example that I learned very early in my career. Mrs. Jones comes to the counter She's ready to pick up her prescription and you only have four tablets. You go out and you apologize to her, which is step number one. Own the problem, apologize, say, I'm sorry, Mrs. Jones, this has happened. This is, uh, you know, this is a solution that I would propose. Is that acceptable? Mm 
Um, and, you know, 99 times out of 100, what are they going to say? Yeah, I'll take my four pills. If you have a delivery service, you can promise to deliver it tomorrow or you can invite them to come back in. But typically that's where it ends. But if you take that as an opportunity to then make a special effort to mail that person a thank you note or an apology note. And I'm talking about an old fashioned snail mail, <laughs> uh, you know, snail mail handwritten note um, where you again say, hey, I'm sorry, that's not the way we like to do things around here. Uh, please accept my apology and please accept this uh, gift certificate for $5 off your next purchase of our private label product when you come into the pharmacy. Now, Mrs. Jones has gotten a, a, a snail mail letter, which is remarkable. She's gotten an apology, which is remarkable. And she's gotten a $5 gift certificate, which she puts in her purse. So when she goes to Starbucks and has coffee with a friend, she's got something to talk about. Then when she comes in to redeem the $5 gift certificate, the staff immediately recognizes that this has been sent because there was something wrong. And they go ahead and they say again, boy, we're so glad you came back to use this. Thank you so much. And you know we appreciate the opportunity to serve you. So the psychology there is you take one moderately bad experience and you smooth it over with three positives and it gives somebody something to talk about. Does that make sense? Yep, it does. Uh, hey, let's take a quick break and listen to a message from our sponsor. Hey, Pharmacy Crossroad listeners, this is Bruce Neeland, breaking in with a quick shout out to our major sponsor, the Compliant Pharmacy Alliance, or better known as CPA. The people, programs, and services at CPA are dedicated to the success of independent community pharmacy, and their sponsorship of this program is one way they demonstrate that commitment. And I'm proud to share with you one more way they do that. Recently, I was delighted to read a press release from the Community Pharmacy Enhanced Services Network, or CPESN letting the industry know that CPA had just become the first national sponsor of the Flip the Pharmacy initiative. Wow, Pharmacy Crossroads is happy to share this news with you. You can learn more about the Compliant Pharmacy Alliance or CPA at compliantrx.com. Once again, that's compliantrx.com. Now back to our program. So, uh, you know, with that as one example, another thing that you can do and, and you know, Robin, you were the, the king of doing this uh, that I'll make a modest exception on, but recognizing people's birthdays. So what was one of the first things that Prescribe Wellness did that put them on the map? Our birthday calls. And how did that work? It's crazy how many pharmacists are blown away by what sounds not really that important sounds silly and and even a little cliche i have yet to hear a pharmacy not say it's been my patients love it yeah like, you can call them about anything and not and have it be not great but you call them for their birthday and they love you because nobody else does it and and it it blows my mind that 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 i, I hear still, so many positive comments about that I, I would argue that the one step you could go further 
would be to actually mail them a birthday card. And in the birthday card, you include a $5 gift certificate for the purchase of any private label items that you would have in the store. And, And the trick on $5 gift certificates, number one, they're not coupons. They're not vouchers. They're gift certificates. You design them so that they look nice. Um, and when somebody comes in to buy $5 worth of private label for free, it's very rare that they're going to spend $5. Uh, they're going to spend a little bit more than that. And you're talking about a product line in your store that gives you two benefits. Number one, you've got high margin. And number two is that it, uh, you know, people carry it home and at least if you're a, a health mart or a good neighbor pharmacy or whatever or a medicine shop, it's you got your you got your label on it, which again gives a person an opportunity to talk about it uh, when they're at home. Um, so birthdays, go ahead. You look like you want to ask a question. Oh no, I, no no no. I'm I'm just taking it in. So I think it's okay. great. Okay, so the next opportunity to do something that's remarkable is when you institute a new program. Um, You know, we're sitting on the world's best publicity era for independent community pharmacies with COVID. So whether you're doing testing or whether you're doing vaccinations or whether you're simply answering people's questions uh-huh. about vaccinations you're you're in a wonderful space to uh you know to to generate some positive goodwill i i love the creative thinking that i saw with the pharmacy owner who posted this on on facebook not long ago she had uh you know the, you see an awful lot of pharmacies complaining about the telephone calls and and the the demand on their time that covid has caused and that's real i don't want to minimize that but what i want to do is to praise the person who takes lemons and turns it into lemonade so this one pharmacy posted a picture of a bingo card that she had produced She had given one to each of her staff members, and on the bingo card was a silly question that somebody called to ask about COVID. You know, what do I need to do to get in line? If I, you know, if if, if my brother-in-law's got it, you know, and, you know. Uh, the, and she had like 15 of these silly things that people would use in order to try to be able to persuade a clerk to put them on the, you know, on the registration roll. And, uh, you know, as the as the clerk filled those out and, and was able to demonstrate that they, you know, they were able to have conversations in the store and they, they turned it into a little game. Um, so the point. I, I went down a rabbit hole there and I'm sorry about no, that. No, I think the it's point, a great example. The, the point is, is COVID is giving you huge opportunities to, to step up to the plate and provide people with services and information, uh, even if it's only how you can help them tackle the, you know, the, the county health department's uh, list to get on. Where you go with that as a foundation um, you know, it is going to be interesting to see what doors that opens for us. Other examples of new things that you may be doing is offering a med- medication synchronization program. As you explain that, as you have a nice brochure that defines what it is, you know, those are excellent opportunities to invite people to tell their neighbors and friends about the program. So the the point is is to think about how do we provide 
a customer with a tangible reason to say something because we're doing something remarkable for them. So uh, that's at least the foundation. And there's a couple other directions we want to, I want to go from here. Um, but I guess, do you have any comments, Todd or Robin on, on that kind of. No, I mean, I think, I think to your point, I, I, you know, speaking of the community pharmacy, I think one of their challenges and growth is acquiring new patients. So I yeah. think these are natural ways to try to do that. And again, I just go back to where I started in the beginning is, you know, you've, you've got to pharmacies have an opportunity to, sh to show their patients um, why they go to that pharmacy. There's a lot of patients who think a pharmacy is a pharmacy. I go to get my drugs and right. when you can make yourself part of their healthcare team, part of their, their positive experience in their day around whatever it might be. Um, that's, that's your differentiator. And I, and I think that's where community pharmacy has always excelled. And I think now more than anything in the competitive landscape, it will keep the pharmacy community pharmacy pharmacy in surviving and thriving is providing that different level of, of care and service. So thank yeah. you for giving those examples. I think they're great. High levels of customer services is where the pharmacies have always been ranked high. Right. Um, there's a couple other uh, uh, tactical things that fall into this. So if you're going to have a customer referral program, and, and I would invite my uh, our listeners to know that if they email me at B as in Bruce, F as in Frank, Neeland at gmail.com, I've got some uh, journal articles I've written and some samples of uh, uh, actual props or uh, uh, marketing materials that other pharmacists have used. The, the, the foundational piece for something like this is a customer enrollment program, which most people will immediately identify with a customer loyalty program. Uh, first of all, I would challenge you to not call it a loyalty program. The customer is not interested in being loyal. He's okay. interested in interested in something remarkable that you do for them. So, you know, coming up with a clever name like a VIP program or uh, you know a, 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 a you know the preferred but, patient club or whatever you patient might want. club yeah. or whatever is something that I would encourage you to do. And indeed, I'm just working on an article now where I'm, I'm, I'm writing about a, an example that I want to share. It's called a passport to savings program. So here the idea is uh, one that I actually saw a small chain use in the Portland area where they had several stores scattered around town. And in addition to their loyalty program rewarding you for points that you purchased at your store, they had an accelerated point thing for when you went to one of their other outlets and you actually carried with you a, 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 a passport looking like book. And as you went to a different, uh, a different location for the same chain, they marked that off and you got extra extra loyalty points for having shopped in another facility. For the pharmacy, my suggestion is that you have a program where you give them uh, uh, points or incentives 
to shop different departments in your pharmacy. Mm -hmm. So you have a punch card for when you bought something in the cough and cold department. You have a punch card for when you bought something in the vitamin department, the first aid department, the digestive aids department. And when the person goes through and completes a purchase in six or eight or 10, you invent the, the number, then they get a $5 gift certificate that they can use to purchase other items in the pharmacy. Uh, that kind of card, that kind of program is the kind of thing that people will tell other people about, hey, you can give this a try over there. The yeah. critical ingredient for a customer referral program is to do what I call close the loop. So the point is, is if a person's going to recommend your pharmacy Number one, they're typically not going to do it because they get a $5 gift certificate. They're going to do it because they're impressed with something that you've done. The, the, the reward for doing that is bookkeeping and motivational, but it's not, it's not central to the idea. But the point is when you get a person who comes into the pharmacy for the first time, you ask them how they heard about you and you pry them to see if they can come up with a name. Then when they do that, you say, great, we're so pleased that Sally Jones recommended you you come in. We're going to send her a gift certificate. Uh, and it looks like this. And by the way, if you ever send anybody into us, you'll learn a gift certificate that will look like this. And then you physically give that person two or three enrollment forms or whatever it is that you've used to enroll that person on so that they have something that they can actually give to a friend or a neighbor. And then that friend or neighbor comes in, it will have that person's name on the back of it. So you close the loop. So it's, it's a, it's a process for letting people know that here's something you can tell them and here's what it will do for them, and here's what it'll do for you as you come in and benefit from the, you know, from the uh, features of our pharmacy. Which the last thing I want to get into is this concept called unique selling proposition. Uh, do you know what USP stands for? I mean, I guess I told you, unique selling proposition or USP. <laughs> I, I, I uh, answered the question before I asked it. Um, and this is a thing that I challenge every pharmacy to do. And it's, um, it's kind of like a gut check. Sit down at a quiet spot at home some night, take two or three staff members to coffee and, and ask them at the heart of our pharmacy, who are we, what do we stand for, and what do we do that really makes it worthwhile for somebody to drive by a CVS or a Walgreens and come visit us? And it can't be platitudes like customer care or, um, you know, it, it has to be something that digs deep and really is there. And odds are it will come back to your vision, your care, your concern for what you stand for and, and why you're in the business. Um, I just got through uh, talking with a, a remarkable pharmacist. He just won the NCPA Lifetime Achievement Award. And we were chatting a little bit about this, what, you know, what makes him different. And, 
and he's a guy who's got an MBA as well as a pharmacy degree. And so I says, from a management standpoint, you know, what's your biggest challenge? And he talked about two or three things. And then finally, he settled on, you know what? At the end of the day, I have been able to convince my people that that we never tell a patient no. And I say, what does that mean? You never tell them no. And he says, that means when somebody asks a question, we out of stock, we don't have it, we don't know the answer. We don't tell them no. We say, I don't know yet, but I'll find out. And it's that extra effort that they make to um, to take care of the patient that, that, you know, he says, hey, that's really the unique selling proposition. Um, he, um, he, so it, figure out what it is and then build back up from there. Yeah. So let me ask a question, uh, real quick, going back to one of the, the, the referral program kind of circling right. back to that, just from a logistics standpoint, cause I'm wondering if other pharmacies are thinking this as well, but, um, there's no reason that that couldn't translate into even a electronic version of that, right? Like using texting and sending those forms through text that, that, and the reason I'm thinking of that is in my world, it might be easier for me to share a text, um, to my friends while I'm there in the store or something like that and still get the credit versus actually having that piece of paper. Is there any reason you think that that wouldn't work just as well? I, I, I think it would be much, much better. And I leave it up to people of your generation to figure out how to do that. So <laughs> I, I, I'm still a paper guy. And, you know, I, I, I marvel when I get in the car with with you and and your family or any of my other kids. And we start talking about something and you know where do we want to go for dinner or whatever. And 20 seconds later, you've got a Yelp review on the thing. And mom <laughs> and I are still trying to figure out whether we want you know, so it, it's absolutely true. That's what viral means. Right. So if, if you can figure out how to do that with texting and, and sharing information on social media, that's exactly where where we need to go, because that's exactly where the consumer is. Right. Um, exactly. The, well, me, the oh, process would be different. The philosophy is the same. Right. Exactly. OK, good. Um, let me ask another one again real quick as we kind of get to the end around um, all of these action steps, all of these great ideas. Again, one of the things that I hear a lot that community pharmacies are struggling with is you've got um, pharmacists who own and operate one or two locations. They're working, they're busy. Um, they're, they're having a hard time actually um, doing this, right? Taking the time yeah. and executing this and, and even having feeling confident in the staff of how they do this. And then you also have on the other spectrum, pharmacy owners who have multiple locations and it's a great vision, they're bought into it, but how do they get their staff who have to run, their pharmacists in charge, their pharmacy managers to actually yeah. implement their vision of these marketing? Do you have any ideas around how to take the great ideas and actually put them into practice. Did I pay you to ask that question? N not um, enough. That is the real issue. And, and that is where anybody listening to this program, who's wanting to try something new and, um, and goes out and talks to their staff and the staff frowns and, and puts up resistance. And so the owner gives up and, and goes back to, keeping the things the way they were. That's where you got to have a serious conversation with yourself. Um, 
And uh, you got to figure out how to take charge and run the pharmacy. Um, some of you may be old enough to remember Norman Schwarzkopf. He was the hero general in <laughs> Operation Desert Storm. I had a chance to meet him at a at a pharmacy show, uh, you know, seven eight years ago. Wonderful, wonderful guy. But he became famous for saying, "When you're put in command, take charge." And if you're the owner of the pharmacy, uh, no matter whether it's one store or fifteen. You have to take charge. You have to set the tone. You have to take charge. You have to create the corporate culture. And the toughest thing about that is not ideas. It's about managing and winning people over to your vision. The, the, it's, it's, not a, it's not a tactic as, as, that's going to be terribly helpful, but it's something to digest. You have to be able to persuade yourself and your staff that what you're doing matters. And I like to call it a noble cause. And the COVID thing has brought that out in spades. You know, we've seen pharmacies rise to the challenge, not for money, but for the public good. Money mm-hmm. follows. We Money needs to follow. Otherwise, we can't do it. So somehow or another, you've got to persuade your staff that what they do when they come into work today is not work for 10 or 12 or $15 an hour. They're working to make a difference in their community. Then you start talking to them, okay, about how do we do this? Well, we're going to try to build our patient, uh, uh, you know, the, the number of patients we have by doing something remarkable and giving people reasons and tools and techniques to share that with their neighbors and friends. Um, That's what it's all about at the end of the day. And it's not necessarily about money. Um, Money is part of what employees work for, and we have to figure out how to pay them well, and you have to figure out how to reward them. But uh, you know, there's simple things that you can do, praising, days off, uh, you know, special uh, pizza parties or whatever it may be. I will tell you, I've been in sales for 45 years now, and um, and the most impressive award I ever got was when I won District Salesperson of the Year way back in the 70s. And when I went to the sales meeting, my boss had put on the Holiday Inn Holodome board, congratulations, Bruce Neeland, number one. I've got a picture of that, and uh, it's a cherished possession. Didn't cost him anything to do it. So simple things, modest rewards, um, credibility, and delegate and give people the ability to fail and try again. That's kind of what you have to do, but you got to do it. If you can't get your, if you can't win your people over, you're not going to win your customers over. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, I think that's a great way to, to kind of summarize that. If you, that's, I love that concept. So thank you. So thank you. I think we're done, aren't we? Yeah, I was to say any other any other final thoughts or um uh, let me just remind people again, email me at B is in boy, F is in Frank, Kneeland at gmail.com and just say send me the stuff. I've got five or six articles and PDFs I can send you that are samples of some of these tools that we've talked about. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to join. It's kind of fun to 
pick my dad's brain and, and more importantly, get to take this firsthand and take it back out to the community. So appreciate the tips and tricks. And Todd, that's it for the, the, the Amberg Neeland team for today. <laughs> that was awesome. I love listening to the both of you. There's a lot of insight there. We appreciate the listeners. If you're struggling with something, if you want assistance with something in your career, if you're an organization that would like to reach more pharmacists, if you feel that, um, that podcasting is something new to you that you'd like to discover, our team is dedicated to audio. It's dedicated to the audio branding of our pharmacy profession. And Bruce Nealon does one of the best jobs in our network with Crossroads, uh, Pharmacy Crossroads. So please reach out to us. You can always find us at Pharmacy Crossroads, uh, pharmacycrossroads.com. Or like Bruce said, uh, email Bruce. His email will be in the show notes. And um we're, we're so excited about what this publication is doing, as well as uh, getting high-quality people in conversations like Robin today. So we thank you, Robin. No, thank you. Appreciate it. With that, that's a wrap. We thank you for listening to Pharmacy Crossroads. Please uh, subscribe, and we'll talk to you next time. With more than 2,000 member pharmacies in 45 states, the Compliant Pharmacy Alliance, or CPA, is America's premier group purchasing and pharmacy management organization. If you are looking for new, more, or better ways to run a profitable pharmacy, then you might want to talk with someone at CPA. Find out more at compliantrx.com or better yet, send an email to sales at compliantrx.com. Thanks for listening to Pharmacy Crossroads. If you're interested in talking with Bruce, please contact the show. Visit PharmacyCrossroads.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.